Hello and welcome to it's episode 59 of my podcast, but it's only really the first proper episode of the Late Life Career Change podcast, which is my new kind of revamp relaunched because I want it to appeal to more people. Uh, much of the content will be similar, my diary stuff. Might hold back upon that for a little while because I want to make sure that I kind of talk about <laughs> the matter in point. Anyway, it is what's ended up being a very busy Wednesday, the 3rd of March, 2021. And uh, one of the great things that happened today in amongst all the busyness was that I got a little message, text message from my surgery saying, you can book up your COVID vaccine now. So I've done that. Tomorrow morning, that's happening. Very pleased at our local Parkway Health Centre. So that's good. Tick that one off. Unfortunately, Sue's hasn't come through yet, but hopefully that will come through very soon and then we can... uh, sort of play our part, do our bit to to move forward. Anyway, part of this is about moving back. So where did this all come about? Why did I make a late life career change? And I think I kind of know that there are many people out there that are perhaps considering doing a similar type of thing. Someone I was actually on a business call today with, um, their husband uh, was or is in employment currently but he's very keen with woodwork, maybe even metalwork, other handicrafts, but made some good building projects. And that is how he's going to devote his time afterwards, possibly doing commissions. Uh, So I guess you could say there's elements of this about turning a hobby into something a bit more than that, something with a bit more purpose, maybe. Uh, Throughout working life, you get used to doing things for a reason and obviously for your paycheck. But for me, this came about because... I did have a very keen interest in photography and you know when I took this up um, as my kind of late life career change option it was very much photography it's now video uh, with photography I'm never going to drop that and I wanted to do it where there would be a degree of validation Um, and how does that happen I hear you say well it happens where someone's prepared to pay money to book you uh, for your services uh, in my mind you know, probably other ways of getting validation um, winning competitions maybe stuff like that but it, it was for me to be deemed professional and I'll be honest much of the word professional is about how you carry yourself let alone getting paid for what you do but you know I wanted it to be and I guess that gave me a goal so how would I know that I would really call this a career change well that would be if someone sees me as a professional someone who's you know, maybe never known or needed to know or cared to know about previous life, but actually they see what I do now, they like it and they book me for it. And, you know, I've got a growing number of people that I'm engaging with that um, that meet that category. So I think a huge part of it is about how you use your network and your relationships, be they social, social media, friends, family, Uh, all sorts, all sorts of people you interact with, you can start to develop this relationship and from relationships and people knowing what you do, the thing that you do, and if it meets the needs for the thing that they want to be done, then obviously there's a, there's a kind of win-win situation happening there, happening there. So yes, and my motivation was kind of validation. Uh, I wanted to be a better photographer. I was learning all the time. You learn by practice, by almost self-critiquing. But you know, when I would get the opportunity for a booking, uh, then that would be where 
I would kind of feel that there is something in this for me. Um, and I think, you know, going from hobby to paid uh, in whatever way you want that. I mean, I'm not pretending that my late life career change will be as kind of full on as the nine to five that I had before. Um, there are days when they're complete madness. There are days that are very long. There are days where I might actually do some stuff around the house and put my feet up a bit more. So I think one of the key themes here is it's your time to do what you want to do. It's not, you're not answering to anybody else. The success or failure of your venture is down to you. So give it your all, you know, make the best of it. That's what I've done. I put a lot of time and effort into this and it was hard. You know, when I was running a full-time job, to actually then commit time to doing the learning, to building the business, building the website, you know, looking at how I promote myself, getting out in the evenings and doing some shoots. I used to do some fairly regular shoots at a jazz club and uh, a folk club, practicing my low light photography and, you know, capturing people doing what they do. And that stood me in good stead. I've had good use and value from those, those things. So yeah, there's always an argument for just putting your feet up. Um, but what I'm getting at here with this, uh, you know, career change podcast is, you know, you can still do that, but perhaps that's not front and centre of what you do. <laughs> it's kind of um, the freedom gives you so much. It really does. Freedom to run your own day. You know, I, I get up at a different time of the day, every day of the week, feed the cats, make a, t make a cup of tea, tidy up a bit, empty the dishwasher. Um, but then I'll just choose. Well, what you know, sometimes I'll have a plan in advance. Sometimes there'll be things in the diary. But it is so great after being kind of conditioned through the corporate machine for 40 odd years to be able to say, actually, this is all down to me now, what I do today. No one's going to tell me. And the success or failure of what I decide to do will be down to me. So I was, you know, as mentioned uh, just earlier, a few, few minutes back, you know, I was doing the, all of that kind of groundwork establishing my website, getting a presence on Google My Business, which is one of the most important things you can do as a business, because it's a free service and this enables you to come up in search results. Um, they have a slightly odd registration. It's not all done online. You you do a, a kind of skeleton framework of your Google My Business page and then they send a postcard with a code number to your home address. So obviously that validates your address. In my case, it's not a business address unless I'm doing headshots. Uh, but it's a way of them saying, oh, yeah, that's definitely you. And then they can enable you to set up your presence online. And um, it's really quite a good console. It's, it's probably overlooked, really. You know, there's there are things that you get for free in this. And Google My Business is one of those. Website, yeah, less so. Um, I use Squarespace. I've been very pleased with Squarespace. They, a, lot, a lot of it's all kind of template driven um, but you can still do a lot of customization within that I like the fact that the kind of security is built in you don't have to worry about any of that stuff and the updates are fairly easy you can actually do the updates on on your phone or iPad which is um, which is important and of course you can dive in and look at all the analytics and stuff like that so uh, wealth of things to learn um, I mean I, I I've not set out a kind of long-term plan of how I run these now I've made the flip into this more detailed focus of the of the podcast but you know i'm happy to drill in deeper into certain aspects and on that basis i'll be most welcoming of any suggestions or feedback as to topics that you'd like to have covered and i'll do my best to uh, to help you or i can bring other people along but i think you know this is about 
taking control, I guess, uh, from being controlled. <laughs> you know, often with employment, another employee, the corporate world, whatever your setup has been, yeah, the pay's good for what you do, but you don't get that freedom. You know, you're giving your nine to five, whatever the hours may be, to somebody else. Someone else benefits from your labour. And this is about you, your business, your progression in your second career, your later life career, benefiting. Um, and, you know, financial rewards may come from that. But a huge, huge chunk of satisfaction um, and indeed validation for what you do as well. So, and, and I think... One of the things that perhaps is overlooked is that we build up so much life experience in our corporate career or our, I don't know, is there another label I could call it, but our employee career, because <laughs> you're now the kind of self-employed, when you made the break, of course. Uh, but yes, when, when you when you break out, um, you kind of only then you look back and you realise, oh yeah, if I, you know, even just interactions with other people, structures to meetings, structures to written communications, how you deal with people over the telephone, even some of those mundane things that we used to have to sit through training and compliance all have a part to play, even if it's a slight knowledge or awareness of, you know, the GDRP or whatever it might be. Um, and they have a part to play in, in when you branch out alone. So, you know, we, we may not consider it at the time, but when you do make that leap, then there is a big part for some of those aspects to uh, to support what you're doing in your, in your new venture. So I think for me also, I think, um, I mean, there were elements of creativity in my previous role, but I wasn't there in that capacity. And the fact that now I can... I can do that. I can be that creative person. is wonderful. I think a lot of people have actually got this where they've gone from one to the other, flip side, left brain, right brain, um, whether that's making soft furnishings or, you know, using the sort of carpentry um, example I gave earlier. You kind of, that's because that's often what we do with our time, with our hobbies. And now you can actually start to think, well, how could I bring that into what I do now and ideally get paid for it? I'm not, I'm not kind of pay motivated, but obviously it's, it's a kind of good marker. If people are prepared to hand over cash for what you do now in this new career change, then it's got to have been a win, surely. So, and I think the big part is just that it's down to me. Uh, success or otherwise, it'll be down to me. Um, it, before it was, it was all kind of soaked up into the, the corporate world mix. Um, and I, I kind of like that almost fear. Um, so, you know, financially I, I get a pension, but, you know, this is a way of topping up that pension and obviously plowing it back into the business. I mean, I plow so much into it. I've invested in my gear. Um, and, a, and a tip actually that may, may be worth considering almost whatever your creative pursuits may be in, in your second career change, but don't always think that the pro model is the best model. But very often it is. And pro isn't necessarily about all singing or dancing. It's very often about reliability. I've found that a lot. So with certain items, if it's something that I'm not going to use that often, and it kind of almost doesn't matter if it breaks, you know, on the cheaper end, then I'll do it. I'll use it. But if it's something that I'm going to need to open up, fold away in the car, out of the car, possibly get dropped, possibly get knocked around, and would need to stand up to some riggers, then yeah it's worth paying out for that extra and, and often you'll get warranties and things like that with it but um so i think yeah bear that in mind when you're buying your machinery your materials 
don't necessarily need the Rolls Royce, but you probably need to be in the pro bracket because then it will stand the, the rigours. Um, and I, I've learned a lot of that about that. So uh, so worth considering almost on, on whatever your theme is. But I think the most important thing is to have fun. You know, do, do what you're doing and tackle what you're doing with a smile on your face because, hey, you know, we've done our bit. Um, typically for a, one employer, I particularly did, but, you know, sometimes maybe a similar role across different employees. But yeah, we've, we've kind of done that. We've done all that stuff for other people. I think it was Steve Jobs who says something about, you know, don't spend your life living someone else's dream. And um, it's important, you know, when, when you're young enough at heart or uh, or otherwise to be able to, to, to make a leap and to try something else, do it, go for it. And you'll be grateful that you did. Uh, you know, we only get one go, go at this. So let's, let's make those key decisions and let's enjoy ourselves. So I've you know, at this point, uh, having done all of that groundwork, the website, the learning, the trial and error, getting clients in, doing client shoots for free, just getting out there, getting the experience, doing the practice, trying and failing um, safely, then it enables you to hold your head up high when you need to do it for real. Uh, and I've got absolutely no regrets whatsoever about the choice that I made. Um, I was fortunate in the way it landed I was unfortunate, as we all were, with the way the pandemics uh, rolled out. But, you know, we can see some light at the end of the tunnel now. And and I think it's about embracing it. You know, do what you love to do. Sue, my wife, she's doing acting now. She's doing so much work into it, into perfecting her craft, learning new skills, pushing herself, getting a, 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 an immense amount of enjoyment. Long days, it's hard. She's still juggling her body shop at home stuff as well. Um, but, you know, wouldn't have it any other way absolutely wouldn't have it any other way and obviously some of her customers now are people that she worked with in the corporate world so you can kind of bring people across like that so yeah i i would i would urge you if if you're kind of toying with the idea maybe of you know how shall i spend my retirement with a very small r or you know for years i've really wanted to do this thing and i've kind of dabbled in it but i feel i want to make the leap well and if you need to have financial security to do that, see what see what that looks like. Um, but don't delay learning and relearning and extending or expanding the learning of that thing that could help you actually label it as a late life career. Um, you know, start the process, have a plan. I mean, I use this notes app on my phone for just about everything. Um, and you set it up in, I'm on Apple, so with iCloud and whether I'm on my Mac or my iPad or my phone, it's always with me. I'm always jotting things down there. I use it to actually put my kind of bullet points for my, um, for my weekly podcast, my shows, which is what I'm talking on now. So yeah, the, the, the jotter is always with you because let's face it, our phones are always with us and, you know, use that even if it means you're just going to throw down some ideas or even do a voice memo if it's something must just think of this must just get that down throw it into a voice memo so you know we've got the technology that's now able to support us um we've got the ideas i hope that this this podcast can help us to kind of bind it all together a bit i mean in in terms of my late life career change I'm, I suppose I'm in the early days I felt that we've lost that year plus through the pandemic in terms of where I wanted to develop my business but I've carried on doing stuff you know I think we've all found a way we've all had to adapt 
and then we can progress it with gusto um, when we come out the other side. So uh, some things to think about here and my initial, you know, how it started for me. As I say, coming weeks, I will do my kind of diary style things and talk about what's been going on. I mean, the big news obviously was the COVID and uh, and I did some tidying in the garden, long awaited for my shed project. But, you know, all these things, this is the thing, you can kind of work this way. You will be self-employed. You can do the grandkids day. You can do the out for a coffee and lunch and just chill. All these things can happen. Now, I guess where my role in that might be a bit different now is that if we go out and have a coffee somewhere, I'm going to probably want to film it and say a trip to Chartwell or something. No, well, Westrum. Yeah, let's be specific. Uh, no, maybe, may not. And then at the end of it, I've either got a little video to help show people what it's all about, should they need to visit it. And I'll have some stock video that I can sell. So, you know, there's, there's different things that you can do to build into your day. So, um, yeah, a few little things that I've thrown out there. Um, hopefully it didn't just pick up my, <laughs> my stomach rumbling. Uh, these things happen in live radio. Uh, but no, thank you very much for listening. Um, I, I hope we get some new folk along to enjoy the Late Life Career Change podcast. Uh, take care of yourselves and I'll speak with you again next week. Mm-hmm.